Dr. Beaky, would you like to come up and uh, and discuss the uh, the project a little bit? Sure. You can have the one uh, the, the throne there. We'll put you there. <laughs> Puritans would say it's too high for me. <laughs> Well, this has been such a privilege to work on for the last couple of years, but I think it would probably be helpful uh, to just explain what, what's the original, what's the vision? Why are we doing films? I mean, you're Reformation Heritage Books, you're Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary, and now you're involved in, in documentaries. Why? Well, I got dragged into documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Woolen is the, the culprit in my, he's my right-hand man, and he thought this was a great vision. I grew up in a home where um, I, I came under conviction of sin when I was nine years old, and it was only temporary conviction. And then when I was 14, I came under very severe conviction, and the pulpit was bringing me messages in my local church that were very godly, conservative messages, but I didn't feel like there was much hope for me. And so I went to my dad's bookcase and I literally read all the old Puritan paperbacks uh, that Banner Truth was producing at that time. Uh, I read the whole bookcase from about 9 p.m. after I got my homework done to about 1 a.m. every morning for about two years. That's I just hold myself up, searching the scriptures, reading through the Bible, reading the Puritans. And it was the Puritans that brought me to liberty. And I then started a um, uh, a library in my church and I filled it. I spent all my money, actually. Uh, any money I had saved, I filled it with all the Puritan paperbacks and some Puritan books. And some people got converted through that. So I started a little book ministry, which is still ongoing, called Bible Truth Books. And uh, I just was so passionate that everybody could experience liberty in Christ like I had through the Puritans. So that was my initial, my initial passion for this. And then I... Um, was called to the ministry, and I, I went and studied for four years in Ontario and came back and um, uh, just just really realized that the whole world needs this reformed, experiential, Puritan emphasis of holiness, godliness, soli deo gloria, soli gratia, you know, the whole, the whole bit. And um, so later on, I started Reformation Heritage Books, the seminary, all with the same vision. And I'm, I'm a book guy. I love reading books, but I think it was David Woolen who came to me actually and said, look, I've been talking with Matthew Robinson and, and we're convinced that Puritan Reform Seminary and Reformation Heritage Books, the combination that we have can team up with Media Grazia and we can do the premier documentary on, on the Puritans. And then we'll combine it with an intro book on the Puritans, and 34 lessons that go a bit deeper from different Puritan scholars, and a workbook so that pastors can take their people through this course uh, over a period of however long you want to do it, one, one little lesson a night, or you want to do two or three a night, but over, over a period of a year, say, you could easily take them through this. And that got me really excited. So the whole project then is really an on-ramp to get people to read the Puritans and be influenced and transformed. And then the ultimate goal of that, of course, is that they'll live more godly lives, more holy lives. Hopefully the ministers will as well. And the ministers will lead the flock into these green pastures of the rich, exegetical, biblical, doctrinal, experiential, practical material of the Puritans. 
And the end result will be that God will get all the glory and the kingdom will be magnified on earth. So that's our dream and our passion for this movie. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, I think it's, it's worth saying that uh, when you, when you deal with, uh, when you make, when you try to condense the Puritans into a two hour feature film, uh, you're not going to cover everything. You're certainly not going to give emphasis to everything that people would like you to give emphasis to. And sometimes, so you, you gave a message on uh, dealing with criticism. Uh, and so I'm fully prepared to deal with criticism. Maybe, you know, you didn't talk about my favorite Puritan or this aspect of Puritanism. You just didn't do enough on it. And listen, it's very important, I think, for people to understand that this film, we, we want to be able to put this into the hand of the member of Bouncing Branch Baptist Church somewhere in Missouri, and someone who loves the Lord, loves the Word of God, but they just don't understand why all of you read these old books. They don't, they don't get it. And they're, they're a little intimidated by picking up volume one of Owen. And so this is something that we can put into their hands. And it doesn't just focus glory on a, on a set of men. It, it, it points to Christ. It shows the preciousness of Christ. It's the gospel. But it also shows that this was an era where the Lord used men to write in a way that is, is unmatched. Mm. And we hope that it will be an on-ramp for so many thousands, millions of people perhaps to begin to start the journey that you began in your father's library when you were just a boy. I began much older. And all of you, you know, you, you've all had your own sort of on-ramp to reading the Puritans. And that's what we hope this will be. Yeah. Yeah. So an interesting example of that, Matthew, would be... Um, for example, take the film itself. It says a bit about preaching in the film because preaching was very important to the Puritans and just the whole importance of preaching and various comments are made about it. But there's not an in-depth treatment of the Puritan view of preaching in the film. But then you go to the lessons, the DVD lessons, then you have a whole lesson on how they preached. Well, that doesn't go as deep yet as, say, reading the, Re- the Reformed Pastor by Richard Baxter or something. But the goal then you see is that as they get the intro level, then they go deeper in the lessons, they'll actually end up going to the books and uh, reading the Puritans themselves, starting with things like Puritan Treasures for Today that are read um, in, a, in a way, that they are written in a way like they were written yesterday because they're edited so thoroughly, but then moving from there to the actual original Puritan writings. And once you get your people to read people like Thomas Watson, John Flavel, and um, I, I promise you, you will see tangibly drastic changes in your congregation for good. I, I've done it in my church. I've been there 32 years now in Grand Rapids. And um, what I would do is I teach this class and every other week, I teach it on a Wednesday night, I would um, have these... Um, clipboards with sign-up sheets, and there would be about um, 350 people that would come to the class. And I'd say to them, I started out with actually J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on the Gospels, because they weren't a reading congregation at all. I said, you've all got to get this. You've got to read it aloud to your family every night in family worship. I'll just read two of the two or three of those little sections a night. And uh, 225 sets of expository thoughts of Ryle sold the first night. So, wow, that works pretty good. Uh, so I started doing it with Puritan titles. I got them starting on Watson, Flavel, a Bunyan, and I would come by 
on family visitation, these books would be open and they'd be reading. They'd be asking questions. The lives were changed. People were converted who had, who had just, who had just sat in the church pew all their life and, and were never saved. And uh, the reading of the Puritans in my own life was the primary means of grace that really, this primary spiritual discipline that really worked freedom in Christ for me. But I've seen it duplicated in my own people. The, the important thing, however, is that you as the minister, yeah. you've got to have passion. You've got to, don't say, well, my people don't read. You get so excited about it that you get them to read and you put books. I mean, I gave away hundreds of Puritan books to people. I just give it to them and say, you read this. This is good for your soul. And they would read it. And, 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 you know, of course, sometimes you're disappointed and people don't read or don't listen to you. That's always true in ministry. But in the main, if you are passionate about reading the Puritans and about the need for an increased level of holiness in the church, the people will follow you. As McShane said, people will come up to the level of the holiness of the minister and usually not much higher. Yeah, and you know the church where I'm a member. I'm in Northeast Mississippi, and uh, let's be honest, Mississippi. We're not known for our literacy, you know. Uh, but the, when I when I got there, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about working class people, um, as well as some Ivy League educated people who are there. All of them sitting around at lunch on the Lord's Day. Uh, they're at the church lunch on the grounds, and they're talking about how. They had, they'd been, re- well, I'd been reading this in Rutherford this week. Well, I've been reading this in Flavel this week. You know, well, I've been reading this. And that comes from our minister, Dr. John Snyder. Uh, he's, he's working these things in. He's, he's, you know, we're having book studies where we're studying through these things corporately. And that, that does change uh, congregations. And you all know it to be true because why do we love to come to the Shepherds Conference? What's one of the main reasons? We're so served by this congregation of people who take time off from their jobs to feed us ice cream all day and to shine shoes and to make us churros and all of that wonderful stuff. That didn't just happen because they read a book about how to be nice. That came from sitting under the ministry of the word and being pointed to this this deepening, um, reading the Puritans and being pointed to those things over the last 50 years under Dr. MacArthur's ministry here. So you, we know that it's true, and we'd love to see that duplicated uh, by God's grace all around the country, all around the world. Yeah, yeah there's some, you know, when I, when I grew up, my, my dad read us Pilgrim's Progress every Sunday evening for 30 minutes, and uh, we'd interrupt him and pester, pester him with questions, and he loved it. He'd set the book down. He'd often be teaching us with the tears streaming off down his face. Um, when they had their 50th anniversary, my parents, just before my dad died, I actually died physically on the pulpit, went straight from the pulpit to glory. But um, just before he died, they had the 50th anniversary, and each one of us five children told my parents, thank you for one thing. Mom, thank you for one thing, Dad. And all five of us thanked my mother for her, her prayer life, and she was a real prayer warrior. And all five of us thanked my dad for the Sunday evening family worship on Pilgrim's Progress. That, that had more impact in our lives, all five of us children, than anything else in our entire family. And it's just reading a Puritan. Uh, Irfan Hughes, a pastor, I first met him in, Tex, in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, I, I went there to do a conference and then preached on Sunday for him. And Sunday evening, about 100 young people from his church came over 
You could not even see the color of the living room carpet. They were all sitting in the living room, just packed in as tight as you are here. And what is he doing? He's reading Thomas Brooks's Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. A Puritan book, reading a sentence or two, making a comment or two, and then the hands are going up all over the room about temptation. And he averaged three quarters of one page in the evening. He'd been doing this for years, just going through this one Puritan book. So rich, so substantive. substantive. So you, you get this film, you have your people watch it, and then you go through the lessons with them. Who can tell what will develop? Maybe you can actually sit down with your people and just have a class where you just sit down and just read a Puritan book aloud and have an open discussion with them. I mean, that may be the way to go on a long-term, indefinite basis. You don't know how, where the Lord will take this in your own church. All you know is that these are very godly men who wrote very godly books, and they will raise the level of godliness in your congregation. And you, you just follow where the Lord will lead. Well, just again, to be clear about what the package is, um, you, you right. mentioned some of the elements. So there's the feature film itself, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of two hours, a little over. Um, then there is a, a, a collection of 32 or 36? 34. 34, I was close. 34 lessons. Half of those are on Puritan themes. So what are some of the Puritans the, Puritan themes? Well, there's one on Puritan preaching. There's one on the Puritan view of work. What's our, what should it be our attitude to work? One on leisure, um, one on marriage, one on family, uh, a number of 17 themes like that. Yeah. And then, as you said, yeah. 17, 17 um, bios, bios of, of what we would call the 17 major Puritans. I mean, it's not definitive, but mm-hmm. what we would estimate would be 17 of the most important Puritans. And then a workbook that uh, Nicholas Thompson, who's a, who's a really good student in our seminary, and, and I put together based on those 34 lessons with spaces for your people to fill out answers. So the idea is that a pastor would take them one lesson at a time. The lessons are only 15 to 17, 18 minutes or so apiece. And then in addition to all of that, there is an intro to Puritanism book called Following God Fully, taken from the story of Caleb. He followed the Lord fully, which is characteristic of the Puritans. And um, that's done by Michael Reeves and myself. It's uh, it's like a just a 200-page book, just five or six pages per chapter uh, on 30-some different areas related to the Puritans. Yeah. It's the book to sit down with and say, Here's, here's a basic intro to the Puritans. Yeah, and I'll just add, too, that that book in this initial set that we're going to release this summer is in a very beautiful cloth-bound, foil-stamped kind of gift edition. So that 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 that's part of that package. So uh, if you want to beat the rush, you can go to puritandocumentary.com and actually pre-order that. And I think you save about $50 on MSRP. Um, and, and that should be open. That's open now. That should be open all the way until we release it in June. But um, order right. now. I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to say. To that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You order. You order it. You order it now online. It's. I think it's a hundred dollars instead right. of instead of ninety. Yeah. We we, we bought two hundred of them here, but they're just gone. So um, yeah. order order it online, and, and and you can have it for a hundred dollars, and you'll you'll get it in June, and. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear back from you on on, on, on on how you love it. And and also, 
we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll do anything we can at Reformation Heritage Books. Like if if you write us and you say, you know what, our congregation really likes this, and we want to do a study now on some Puritan book. Like maybe you want to do. Uh, Heaven Taken by Storm by Thomas Watson, as I mentioned the other day, is a good place to begin. Hey, you write us and you say we've got 50 people interested in doing this. We'll give you 50% off of those books and just give you wholesale price to, to get you started and, and get you going on, on this type of thing. We'll, we'll cooperate in any way because we're nonprofit That's right. and we're, we're, not in the, we're not in this for money at all. We're in this to change lives by the grace of God. So we'll, we'll help you out with really good good prices. So don't hesitate to ask for for good prices on the books uh, down the road. So I think this was advertised as a Q&A, but um, are we a little too shell-shocked from Q&A still to do that? Is that a Pardon? safe thing to... Is, it, is is Phil here? No, I'm just kidding. So uh, any any questions for Dr. Beaky about the film? Let's keep it, let's keep it G. Yeah, Dr. Beaky, why do you think Puritanism faded away at the end of the 17th century? Why did Puritanism fade away at the end of the 17th century? Um I get that question a lot, and I like to say this, and, and don't take this as an insult. The real question is, how is it possible that a movement so intensely spiritual, godly, so living, so vibrant, so passionate about God lasted for 150 years? I mean, that's phenomenal. When else did that happen in church history? So bear that in mind. Um, secondly, Puritanism did kind of die out for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one is so many of the leading Puritans were imprisoned. In fact, most Puritan writers were imprisoned part of their lifetime. So after 1662, the Act of Uniformity, where 2,000 Puritan pastors were banished from their pulpits, that had a profound effect upon the movement as a whole. So by the time Puritans really had complete freedom to preach everywhere in 1689, so many of their leaders were gone, and the hotbeds of Puritanism in Oxford and Cambridge had been weakened, and there weren't as many leaders to take their place. So it kind of faded away a bit. That's one reason. But then also in the early next century already, you begin to be, get a feeling that the, the very beginnings of, of the winds of enlightenment are, are starting to blow, and that had some impact as well. But on the other hand, we need to be optimistic here and say, even though technically as a movement, Puritanism began to fade and the natural heart of man began to take over and humanism began to, 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 to raise its head, ugly head again, uh, don't forget, it's only a generation later when God sends revival, 1730s, the Great Awakening, 1740s, which are very much Puritan-like. There's a few differences, but then you've got again the Great Awakening, the, the the Second Great Awakening in in, in the 1790s and, and over into the 1800s. You've got people like Spurgeon, Lloyd Jones resurrecting the Puritans. So what we try to do in the Puritan documentaries, we take a few of those great figures near the end of the documentary and say, even though tech as a very narrow term, Puritan with a capital P. The movement did kind of die at the end of the 17th century or beginning of the 18th, I, I prefer to say, because uh, Matthew Henry didn't die until 1712. The movement is still living in many ways, but it's a small P now, but the whole spirit of it is still moving, living. So think of it this way. 
since Banner of Truth began to print Puritan, reprint Puritan titles in 1959, and Sovereign Grace began to do it in 1959 over in America, there have been 850 Puritan titles reprinted from close to 200 authors, Puritan authors. And uh, these have sold hundreds of thousands of copies. And so, and they've changed lives. So we're really in a revival age of, of Puritan writings. One of the greatest problems we have today, however, is that we need to do more editing so that we can bring these books at a popular level. Because as people have moved away, many people at least have moved away from the King James Version, once you move away from that, the next generation finds it hard to read the older language. And so we need to, we need to popularize the books. Yes, sir. Speak a little louder. Praise God. Said he'd give up all his learning if he could have the freedom to preach to the popular people like Bunyan. Thank you, brother. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, where are we at here? Yeah. So, um, at least for my generation, I'm 23. Yep. Um, there is a small amount in pockets. I'm a student at McMaster's University, and there are a lot of students there that are familiar with the Puritans, but often I say, hey, what Puritans have you read? Having grown up reading, you know, dabbling in some, you know, dabbling in Sin by John Owen yeah. and, and uh, some Thomas Watson stuff. And they're like, oh, I've actually never read it. And then you can like drop them like a book, and they're like, whoa, that's like really, like you said, the language issue yeah. with the, the, yeah. the, the Elizabethan English is a little bit daunting. How would you recommend for someone that's maybe interested, a young person who's maybe not the most well read, doesn't have the yeah. Yep. 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 I'd use the Puritan treasures for today. Stop loving the world by William Greenhill. 90 pages reads like it was written yesterday. Triumphing over sinful fear by John Flavel. Uh, All young people have certain fears in their life and he dissects different kinds of fears reads like it was written yesterday. And I've done it all the time with young people. And I'll tell you, you get a 22 year old and he picks up one of these books and he starts reading it. And he doesn't have any trouble with the language, of course, because it's every sentence is edited. And he says, wow, just like we would do as older adults, this stuff is so rich and substantive. If he's at least a little bit of a serious Christian, 
he'll re- he'll recognize the difference right away between this and the fluff within five pages. Yeah. And once they get going, once they get hooked, uh, they won't go back to the fluff. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And if I could just speak to that for just a second, you know, there all of your classmates know. Yes, I know. I should I, I should have read uh, Mortification. I should know Owen. Oh, I should. I should. I should. When they do, and it will go from being a duty to a delight. And when yeah. they can stick a straw in that thing and pull that sweetness out of it, then you, they won't have to be chastised to go yeah. and do it anymore. Yeah. It's just, you got to get started somewhere. I think, I think our what, time, what time is just about yeah, us. What time do we have, guys? Let's just, let's just have a closing prayer. Okay? All right. Yeah, let's pray. Great God of heaven, we thank thee so much for media gracia, and we thank thee for... RHB and and Puritan Reformed as they've joined hands and thank you for David Woolen, Matthew Robinson and others on the team that have worked together to produce this documentary. And we pray that this entire package of materials would have a profound impact on the churches of men represented in this room at this time and that thou would send revival, revival of good literature, revival of Uh, Holy Spirit worked conversions in the lives and hearts of people in our churches and their children and their grandchildren. Let thy kingdom come. Fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord, even from sea to sea. Rend the heavens and come down, O God, and visit thy vine and do it again as thou hast done in ages past. So come and bless us and let this be a boon owned of thy spirit for good. And bless these men and bless their ministries. Give them courage to go forward uh, in the strength of the Lord our God, making mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.